Good morning. It's Easter Sunday. Uh, traditional greeting that we have is, He is risen. He is risen indeed. And so I hope you are excited today to worship together. And uh, we are worshiping together on this Easter Sunday uh, because church is not canceled. Easter is not canceled. We just need to gather in a different way. And so we are doing that today. Everything is online right now. Seems like we've said that for a while now, that you can find just about anything you need online. Uh, but the reality is, is that even church is online now, and we have to gather in different ways. And so on this Easter Sunday, we are gathered together online once again because of what is going on in our world. There are many different things that you can find uh, online that give us some comic relief in a time like this. I don't know if you've been checking out some of those jokes and different things, some good things, some good memes out there, some good uh, comic relief for us. One of those things is it said, you know, the, the church may be empty on Easter Sunday, but so is the tomb. And that is, that is just great news for us as Christians today. And so I hope you take, take hope in that and, in, and rejoice in that today, that the tomb is empty. And because the tomb is empty, it's okay that the church building is empty because the church has left the building and we are now on mission in the world today as well. It's a powerful statement that if we are willing to live it out, it will come true that the church is not a building, it is not a campus, it is you out there on the streets being Jesus to those you come in contact with. The church is not closed on this Easter Sunday, we are just out on mission. He is risen, and we are excited to say he is risen indeed. I want us to look to God's word this morning. And I'm so thankful that this Easter resurrection message is the same this year as it is every year on Resurrection Sunday. We don't have to change it. We don't have to fancy it up. We don't have to try to get too creative. The message is timeless. The message is the same. And so as we look at God's word today on this Easter Sunday, I want, I want you to know, know that you can find this resurrection account in all four Gospels in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Today we're going to look at uh, a little, little bit more closely at Luke's account in Luke 24. And I want to read the first six verses to us today. You can follow along on the screen or in your Bibles as you turn. Hear the word of the Lord for us this morning. From Luke 24, 1 to 6. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in. But they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. These... These, These men looked at the women and said, Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Today, the tomb is empty. As you can see behind me, our display that we put up every year, the tomb is empty. We have seen our Lord this week go from death on the cross on Friday to Resurrection Sunday. And the wonderful news on this Easter Sunday is that our dead lives can be made new and alive again through Jesus Christ. 
I want you to walk with me today through this journey from death to life of an empty tomb. There's three things I want us to see today. The first thing is this. This was the plan. God's plan on this Easter Sunday, we must be reminded that God's plan was to go from death to life. And we see that this was the plan from the very beginning. In Matthew's gospel, chapter one, verse 21, we read some familiar words from the angel of the Lord to Mary. It says, she, Mary, you will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. You see, Jesus's purpose on this, on this journey was to come and to die. That was his purpose. His purpose was to come to this earth and to die. And Mary, his mother, was told by the angel from the very beginning what the plan was. Your son, Jesus, will save his people from their sins. His purpose, even before he was born of Mary, was to be named Jesus for the very purpose of saving you and to save me from our sins. Did you realize that even before you were born, that God had a purpose for you? He had a plan for your life. He had something in store for you that only you could do. You were created for his purpose. But in order for us to accomplish that purpose, we must surrender to his will and his way. Mary needed to surrender her will to God's way. And she did just that. So I think about it in this season of life. What is your purpose today? Some of our jobs have changed in the recent weeks. We do different tasks. We, we may even have a different approach to life because of this shelter in order. But our purpose as Christians is to still be the church today. Our purpose is to live for him with the best of our ability. You see, God had a plan from the beginning and Jesus's purpose was to come to earth to save his people from, his sin, from our sins. And for him to do that, he would have to die. That's the second thing we must see today is that death is the sacrifice in God's plan. I want us to jump over to Paul's writing in Romans uh, for a moment because it confirms God's plan for Jesus and for us today. In Romans 6, 23, we read these uh, familiar words. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. I want us to talk about this verse in a couple different parts here. The first part is this. The wages of sin is death. Wages, as you well know, are something we earn. We go to our jobs, we work, we earn our wage. We earn what we take home to make sure that our, our needs are provided for, our wage. It's an earned amount. It's an earned gift. It's an earned uh, something we've worked for, something we've earned. And in the Bible, it's very clear that what we earn because of our sin is death. The only thing that separates us from God is sin. It's a willful disobedience to God's plan. And so the wages of that sin is death. We deserve to die a, a, a sinner's death. We deserve to die and go to hell in our, own, in our own strength, in our own power. 
And you may be listening to this and you might say, preacher, you don't know what you're talking about. My life is not going to kill me. If I choose to live for myself and I do make my own choices, I'm not going to die just because I don't, I do whatever I want to do. And you may not die a physical death today, but spiritually walking against God's will for your life and his purpose, it will kill you spiritually speaking. Living in sin will earn you death and eternity in hell. The Bible is very clear about that. But there's a second part to this verse we must see. The second part gives us hope and it gives us life. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You see, Jesus took your sin and my sin upon himself. In other words, by coming to earth and his purpose was to die for our sins, he was making the payment so that you and I would not have to pay the payment that we earned. We deserve death. We deserve to die, but not Jesus. You see, we have been given a gift through Jesus Christ, and that gift is eternal life. We go from death to life because of what Jesus did in making that sacrifice. You see, we're finishing up Holy Week today, but during this week, Jesus went through so much. Last Sunday, the triumphal entry on Palm Sunday, he goes into the holy city of Jerusalem and the people are shouting and waving branches, Hosanna, save us now, King of David. And then he goes through these unlawful trials and he goes through the scrutiny and the abandonment of his disciples and to where he comes in on Friday carrying his cross and the people are yelling at him, crucify him, crucify him. You see, this was the plan from the beginning. Death was the sacrifice. But the third thing we must see today is that there is an empty tomb. And that empty tomb means there's life. I want you to listen to this phrase as the disciples and the women who went to the tomb are finding things out from Luke 24. If we jump ahead to verse 24 in the message, it says this. Some of our friends went off to the tomb to check what they had heard and they found it empty. Just as the women said, Jesus was not there. You see, a great transaction has taken place. Jesus had completed his purpose and he had done everything that was predicted of him to do. And now that transaction is complete. Or is it? Let's talk about a transaction for a minute. A transaction is simply this, one person giving, one person receiving, and then the transaction is done. If you think about this in, in our day and age, you go to the grocery store to get your, your needs and your necess necessary items in this day and age. You go and get your groceries, you get your toilet paper, you get your things that you need right now. When you go to that register, you put all your things on the belt, they ring them all up, and then they tell you, in order to complete this transaction, you must pay a price. So you pay your price. You are the giver in this, in this situation. You give your transaction, you give your money to the, to the cashier, and that cashier receives it. She accepts it or he accepts it, and that transaction is complete, and now you can leave the store. Very simple. We do this all the time. This is the same sort of deal 
with Jesus. Another example that I like to use is on Christmas or your birthday. Uh, our son Elliot is having a birthday tomorrow, and so we get to experience this firsthand once again. But when you receive a gift on Christmas or your birthday, there's a couple things that can happen. Somebody has given you this gift, and you as the receiver or the acceptor have a choice to make. You can either take that gift and you can just set it aside and not really receive it. You can accept it, but you don't receive it. Or you can take that gift, you can accept it, and you receive it by opening it up and enjoying that gift for all that it was intended to give you. You see, this transaction from a spiritual sense is very simple. The transaction being completed is the empty tomb. There is one giver and there is one person who accepts. The giver is Jesus and he gives his death on a cross because of our sin. But we must accept that. We must accept that gift from the giver and that gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ. However, that transaction is not completed in our empty hearts until we receive Jesus into our life as payment for our sins. I wanna encourage you today. Maybe you haven't completed that transaction yet. You can do so today. If you have an empty space in your heart, in your life, Jesus can fill that. He can turn your, your eternal death because of your sins and what you've earned into eternal life. Why? Because he went to a cross and he paid the price for this transaction. But he conquered that by not staying in the tomb. He rose again on the third day, conquering death, conquering sin. And now we can fill our empty lives with his gift of eternal life when we trust him. If you've never done that and your heart is still empty and you're still paying the price for your sins, I wanna encourage you today is the day that you can make that change, where you can accept and receive that free gift of eternal life. And you can accept Jesus's payment on the cross for your sins. I wanna encourage you, if you wanna do that today, we're gonna to pray in just a moment. And I wanna lead you in a prayer that you can pray to ask Jesus into your heart to accept that gift. On this Easter Sunday, Jesus took the empty tomb and he showed us what it means to go from death to life. If you wanna receive that gift today, would you pray with me? Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I thank you for the gift that you gave to me on the cross. You completed the transaction and Lord today, I wanna receive that gift. God, I'm sorry for not living for you I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Help me to walk with you every day of my life. Thank you for the gift of eternal life and forgiving me of my sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. We believe if you prayed that prayer, you have gone from death into life. And we wanna welcome you into the kingdom of heaven. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer and you accepted Jesus Christ today as your personal Savior, I want to encourage you to let us know 
Tell somebody about it. Send me a message. Send me an email. Give me a phone call. I'd love to pray with you and talk to you more about what the next step is. In just a moment, we're going to prepare to go around the Lord's table. And Jesus is very clear in that moment that when we go to prepare communion, we must examine our hearts. And we believe in the Church of the Nazarene that you can take communion and partake of that special sacrament as long as you know that Jesus is your Savior and he saved you from your sins. So I want to invite you to go and prepare your elements there at home, and we will join you in just a moment to have communion.